Hi there, welcome to Rain and Rest. This is week 12, my name is Jenny Donnelly. Before we get started today, we are gonna continue on persecution from last week, but I wanna celebrate, you guys, this is our first week for the Her Voice rallies, and we are kicking off this Thursday night. I wanna invite you, in case you're undecided, we're gonna be in Houston, Texas, February 25th and 26th, and it is gonna be absolutely incredible. There's gonna be stories for days to tell, and we want you to make history with us. Would you join us? Go to hervoicemovement.com and get your tickets. It's gonna be wonderful. So let's continue talking about this subject of persecution. Okay, I'm just gonna give you a disclaimer here. I'm reading from Matthew 10, and the more I read it, the more intense it becomes. <laughs> it's intense, you guys. So go ahead and read the first 25 verses on your own, and I'm going to pick up at verse 26, and I'm going to read just a little bit here, and let's capture what the Lord is saying to us about persecution. Okay, not a very fun word, right? But we can get this revelation in us. Last week, we talked about rejoicing and being exceedingly glad because our reward in heaven is a promise for persecution. Okay, so Matthew 10, verse 26, it says, don't be afraid or intimidated by others. I think that's worth saying twice. Don't be afraid or intimidated by others for God will bring everything out into the open and every secret will be told. All right, nothing's gonna stay hidden from him forever, guys. Okay, verse 27, what I say to you in the dark, repeat in broad daylight and what you hear in a whisper, announce it publicly. You know, my Bible that is a New King James Version, it's not the Passion Translation, which I'm reading out of right now. It's a life application Bible. And in the footnotes, it says that Jesus does not endorse private discipleship. Like, hey, openly I'm Jenny, but privately I'll tell you more about Jesus. And what he's saying here is, hey, listen, we're going public with this. Whatever I say to you in the dark, which means privately, repeat in broad daylight. Or in the other version, it says, preach from the rooftops. And what you hear in a whisper when the Holy Spirit says something to you, announce it publicly. Publicly. You know, that'll get you persecuted. <laughs> That's okay. Don't be in fear of those who can kill only the body, but not your soul. They can't kill your soul. Fear only God who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. This is kind of reorganizing, oh, that's right, I carry the fear of the Lord, that healthy, reverent fear of God, rather than fear of people, trying to please people all the time. So verse 29, you can buy two sparrows for only a copper coin, yet not even one sparrow falls from its nest without the knowledge of your father. So God's eye is on the sparrow, right? That's an old hymn, I think. Aren't you worth much more to God than many sparrows? So don't worry. I'll say it again. Don't worry for your father cares deeply about even the smallest detail of your life. See, we have to be able to learn to take a big breath and relax. When we go public and people aren't so excited about what we're saying, but you know what's going to happen is there's going to be a ton of people that feel the hope of Christ and come to him and are reconciled to him because of you. Because of you, because of what you say publicly, there are going to be people who are not going to hell and they're going to stop living in hell while they're here on earth because of you. 
A couple people might not like what we say, but that's okay. All right, so we're gonna continue here. If you openly and publicly acknowledge me, I will freely and openly acknowledge you before my heavenly Father. This is Jesus saying, hey, I'll make sure the Father knows she's with me, he's with me, because you are publicly acknowledging me. So right now we just repent. Right now, every single one of us have been Peter at one time or another when we're like, God, we're all for you. And then publicly we were like, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure, right? That's okay, let's just repent right now, Father, we repent for that. Help us, God, help us be more courageous. Verse 33, but if you publicly deny that you know me, I will also deny you before my heavenly Father. That's not good news, okay? We are not gonna deny Jesus before anybody. Verse 34, perhaps you think, now this is scandalous, you ready for this? Perhaps you think I've come to spread peace and calm over the earth, but my coming will bring conflict and division, not peace. Because of me, a son will turn against his father, a daughter, her mother, and against her mother-in-law. Within your own families, you will find enemies. I know that doesn't sound like the happiest thing you've heard today. <laughs> I hope there's better news that you've heard today, but this is the word of God. And we have to be able to look at the word of God and say, okay, Lord, help me stand maturely at your word and understand God that I can stand in alignment with what you're doing in my life and not cower down and not be intimidated by people. But God, you called me to be a light, to let my light shine before men. Matthew 5, right? We've talked about this. Let our lights shine before men, that people would see our good works and they would glorify God in heaven. Don't you want that to be your story when you get there? I want it to be my story. So as we continue next week, I'll see you in one more week. I want us to remember that it's okay. We are in this together. And I'm going to remind us from last week that we can rejoice and be exceedingly glad when people persecute us because guess what? They don't like him, so they don't like us. It's really not about us. That's what the Bible says. It says, hey, they first didn't like me. It says earlier in this chapter, in chapter 10, they didn't like me, so they're not going to like you. Okay, so we just need to get this settled. And as Westerners, we love to be liked, right? We have like on all our social media. Like, 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 like. <laughs> so it feels so counterproductive. It feels counterfruitful to say, hold on a minute. I'm going to do something where people aren't going to like me. Okay. So you guys, what we're going to do is we are just going to rest. We're going to rest in what we've been called to do. And that is to openly love people with the love of God that penetrates people's hearts in a way that disrupts their life. In fact, here's what I'm seeing. Okay, he's talking to me in images. He does that all the time. He probably does it for you too. But I'm seeing like the repair guy comes to your house. He's gonna fix your dishwasher. Normally it's like, hi. He's like, hey, my name's Paul. I'm like, hi, my name's Jenny. Thanks for coming to fix my dishwasher. Great, thank you. He's like, I got this new part. I'm gonna put it in. It's this much, sign here. This is the bill, transaction. Bye, Paul. Now I can do dishes, okay? Or, or I can check in with the Holy Spirit and go, hmm, Paul's here. Holy Spirit, do you have anything for Paul? Do you have anything that would remind him 
of how much he's loved or anything that would make him feel more connected to you? Is there anything I can do publicly for you, God? Should I ask him if I can pray for him? Should I just say, hey, I noticed this about you. You have a great smile. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for having such great customer service. Should I give him maybe a tip? Should I give him a compliment? Should I tell him about Jesus? See, this is us stepping out of a transactional lifestyle and stepping into this public place where we can say, I want to be trusted by God to be able to share love with people in an uncommon way. And that's what today is about. It's about being uncommon and loving people in an extravagant way. I can't imagine that Paul would leave your house and be like, oh my goodness, I'm so offended. She was so nice. She totally complimented my service. And I can't even believe she wanted to pray for me. Oh, and then she told me, hey, do you have a couple kids? I'm seeing God say this about them. And she totally encouraged me about my kids. I'm so offended. <laughs> I have a feeling that out of 10 Pauls, at least nine of them are going to be so thankful. They're going to be so thankful for your extravagant love. You guys, we can do this. This isn't hard. This isn't hard. If we love to be liked by the world, this is going to be hard. But if we love to love with the love that was so extravagantly poured on us and we just want to pour it right back out and we want to be generous with the love that God's given us, this is not hard. Say that out loud. Say, this isn't hard. It's simple. Go ahead and say that. Say, it's simple. It really is. So let me pray for us. Father, I just thank you so much that you have given us a simple gospel and it is the gospel of reconciliation, it is the gospel of reminding people that they were created in the image of God and they are so dearly loved and they're so significant and they're so important. And we can talk to the Pauls and the Paulas of the world and we can say, hey, I just wanna remind you today that God loves you, you are significant and your life matters. Those are the simple words that we can give people, simple, we can pray for people and we can do it in a way that is easy and light and wonderful. And God, when there's people that just think, wow, you're crazy, I don't want that kind of love, we can just shake the dust off our feet, be done with it, wave goodbye, and be on our merry way. No harm, no foul, easy. Father, help us, help us have this very simple understanding of how we can love people the way that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen.